Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is April 2nd, 2022. Wow, time is flying by. Um, well, it's currently 12.43 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I'm up late working, as usual, on a Friday night, fixing up photos. You know, my customers want their photos. By the way, if you're wondering, I take all the photos for my wedding companies. So if you visit my website, dreamweddingshawaii.com, you love the photos there, that's all me. Most of it all on me. I do have some stock photos that I use, not for my wedding stuff, but for some promotional things that I just don't feel like shooting. So 99.9% of everything on there is mine. If it's a wedding photo and it's awesome, it's mine. If it's not a good wedding photo, I'm criticizing and it's one of my competitors. Man, you know, things here in Hawaii have been uh, kind of... uh, turning upside down regarding the wedding industry. Let me get into that before I cut to commercial. Um, this, uh, this podcast will not be about the wedding industry, by the way. I want to talk about a lot of other things. Um, basically, I want to talk about Democrats, right, and how they're, I think they're doing everything in their power to just ruin my life. I mean, one thing after another, I thought, you know, once COVID was done, I would be out of the woods and, you know, I could just, you know, be raking in the dough left and right because all my wedding couples would like want to start booking with me. And all of a sudden we have high gas prices. And then Joe Biden comes out and says that, well, we may actually have a food shortage. Oh, wait, wait a minute. April Fools. He said we were going to have a food shortage and he said to prepare for it. And there's no doubt that we're going to have a food for a food shortage because he sanctioned us from Russia. Russia is one of the major suppliers of fertilizer. And right now we are approaching that time where crops need to be fertilized so we can have a yield and they're not being fertilized. So we're not going to have a huge yield of a lot of wheat and a lot of corn and a lot of all those other things. So, dude, there's going to be a shortage of food. What is Joe Biden doing? And he's doing this all in the name of democracy. And when was the last time Ukraine was a democracy? I mean, even their president. Their president, who was a former comedian, you know, he's not on the up and up. He is not a person who represents democracy. He banned freedom of speech. He banned the press. He put his uh, political, I guess, nemesis out there into prison. That doesn't very sound. That doesn't sound very much like a democracy. And part of his of his national guard, by the way, uh, they are white supremacist. So I'm not sure what's going on, people. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know how people can be this stupid, you know. But before I get into all of that, and I'm just going to, again, you know, when I get back from commercial, I'm just going to shoot from the hip, and I'm just going to go, all right? I'm just going to talk about Democrats. I'm just going to give it to them. But before I, wanna, before I go into that whole thing, my, my Democrat-bashing, anti-liberal type of rhetoric, uh, I want to talk about the wedding industry right now. So over the past, uh, I guess, month or so, um, there's been a bill on the table, and uh, this bill has actually been passed by, I guess, the, the, the standing members of the city and council. And uh, what they're doing is that <laughs> I think beach weddings may be banned in um, city and county parks over there in Waimanalo. Uh, right now, the bill has been passed. It's been voted on. And all it's waiting for is a signature from the mayor to ban weddings in Waimanalo. Now, they're not going to ban anything, anything else, like such as uh, movies over there. Um, <laughs> they're not going to go out there and ban uh, Hawaii Five-0 
or Wi-Fi was canceled. I'm sorry. They're not going to ban Magnum from getting shot there. They're not going to ban like the new NCIS series or Hallmark movies or any other type of movie that wants to shoot down there or television show that wants to shoot down there. They're not going to ban those from Waimanalo Beach. They're just going to ban weddings. And I'm sorry, it's not Waimanalo Beach. It's Waimanalo Beach Park. Waimanalo Beach is still a public beach, and uh, technically, I think, um, I haven't really read the bill very, very carefully, but I believe the mayor only has jurisdiction over the city and county park. So you're probably asking why all of this happened. Well, all of this happened because a one wedding company, a very large one, probably, I would say, the most popular wedding company here in Hawaii, has ruined it for everyone else. This big wedding company which bullies all of us smaller wedding companies, uh, what they were doing is that, first of all, they were setting up beach weddings um, with chairs and arches on top of the beach in, over there in Waimanalo. Now, by permit and by law, apparently you can't actually put up any arches or, um, or chairs. I've never done that in my life because I just don't like arches and chairs. You know, chairs in the sand, they sink when you sit on them. Arches, they, uh, they cast really funky shadows on top of the bride and groom. And usually when you have these arches, it just takes away from that beautiful scenery that's in the background. And um, the only time I ever put an archway or something, anything in the background is if I'm shooting a wedding over in Waimanalo. Not Waimanalo, I'm sorry. Over in Waikiki. And I want to block that busy, busy Waikiki beach because I, yeah, I don't want to see that. I just want to see, I don't want to see no overweight guy in some Speedos in the back there, which I have to edit out. And it's almost impossible to edit out people in Waikiki because there's, there's more tourists than beach. There's more tourists than sand, right? And, uh, so that's when I want an archway. Now, when you're, when you're over there in Waimanalo, um, there's a lot of tourists down there, but the places where they're at, there's still a lot of, you know, you can still get away with shooting a lot of, a lot of, uh, blue sky and sand without tourists over there. Um, the tourists usually congregate on another area, which were there, uh, where, um, this other wedding company was at. But still, they, they put archways and, and, uh, chairs, usually because they want to puff up their package to make it look as though it's something larger than usual. So anyway, they were doing it on the actual beach and, uh, well, they can't do that. They got caught. So what they did is they ended up moving it to the beach park area. Now the beach park area is not regulated by any type of like, you know, state laws. So they could actually be on the city and county area, but it's right where the beach park would end and the actual beach would begin. So that it was a very gray area. So you could kind of make the argument that it was illegal and kind of make the argument for that it was not so the locals, you know, who successfully kicked them out of the beach, now they were dealing with the city and county and they're saying, you know, this company was saying, well, we're not, it's not illegal where we're at now because we're technically on city county property. We're on the beach park. So, well, these are locals who really don't like this company because these folks set up shop and they do conveyor belt weddings every single day, every single weekend. And, uh, you know, you know, these locals were complaining because they wanted their beach back. And a lot of, a lot of times, some of these vendors, and I've seen it, you know, if, if a couple, a tourist or a local, they're all on the beach and they're having fun, the, the wedding company will come up and kick them out of the beach because they're getting in the shot. I don't think that's right. I really don't think that's right. And on top of that, they're just, you know, taking over. I mean, there was a wedding here, a wedding here, a wedding here. It was just out of control. And the limos were over there in the residential areas parking because they had parked over there at the beach and they have to wait to pick up their couples. So they parked somewhere else. And uh, it, it just, you know, the whole Waimanalo community uh, just didn't like it. I understood why. I completely understood why. Um, 
from if you're wondering, for me, I don't do weddings over there in Waimanalo. Now, why? Well, number one, it's really, really windy. The the um, the weather is unpredictable because it can rain. You just don't know when it's going to be rain. Uh, but wind, the wind is like, we're talking, it's about, I think, 15 to 25 miles per hour. I mean, this is a very, very strong wind, and it blows in the wrong direction. So usually if you have wind, you want to actually have the bride or the model or whatever or the subject walking into the wind. So that's okay if you're walking into the wind a lot of times, but when you walk into the wind, you have to see what the background is. So when you walk into the wind over in Waimanalo, the background is just, it's not very great. The really good, the really, really good um, uh, background is on the very, very east coast, the east point of Oahu. But when you turn the bride around toward that area, the wind is at her back and it blows her hair in her face. So it really doesn't work out well. It never, ever, ever really does. You know, among the very rare occasion, can you actually have a good, uh, you know, a good picture taking, uh, I guess, opportunity there. And on top of that, there's just so many tourists there. So many tourists. Um, it's, you know, Waimanalo Beach is turning into the second Waikiki Beach. And over there, you have Lanikai, which is maybe just right around the corner. And that's also turning into another, like, you know, secondary Waikiki. So you have more tourists than sand. You have a lot, same problem, right? And uh, it's just not, you know, when you get married on the beach in Hawaii, I just don't think that's what you've envisioned. You don't really envision having all of these tourists in your pictures and everything. Um, you don't imagine your hair just being all over the place. Uh, and, and to make that, uh, to add, you know, a little more like, you know, twist into why I don't shoot into like or shoot over there is because there's a lot of homeless people over there over in the uh over more on the eastern side of Waimanalo Beach. They're just packed together like sardines and uh they've taken over the public bathrooms, the public showers. Uh so when you park there to do a wedding, your wedding couple has to cross this line of homeless people. And that's not cool. That's really, really not cool. So no weddings in Waimanalo for me, I'm hundred percent fine with it. Now, there's been a, you know, this wedding company, unfortunately, has gotten a lot of support from a lot of the, my other local wedding vendors here. And, uh, you know, I don't think they know what they're asking for. Uh, these, the, this bill has been passed specifically. So this one wedding company will be shut out of business over there in Waimanalo. And why do they, these, uh, these locals don't want them there is because they don't want this wedding company tying up their streets, tying up their beach 24 seven. Well, they're not really operating 24 hours a day, but they don't want it. They don't want it there weekdays, weekends. You know, this is a public beach. There, it's not supposed to be a commercial arena where you can set up shop and just make tens of thousands of dollars every single day, uh, at the expense of the taxpayer money, right? These are public parks meant for the public, not meant for your private company. You're not supposed to set up shop there. And that's what they did. Um, and this, and, and at least the movies, at least the TV shows, they come and they go. They set up, they leave. They're not there every single day. Of course, if they were there every single day, I'm sure the locals would complain about them too. It's just this one wedding company. Uh, again, you can still, I believe, you can still get married on the beach there because that would be public property and you can still, that, that public beach is controlled by the DLNR and you can just get a permit from there from the state and I'm pretty sure you can kind of get away with it. Um, they are saying they want to also, I didn't read the bill too closely, but they were saying they want to try to regulate photography at that beach park as well. Uh, that's because again, there are too many weddings happening over there. Way too many weddings. Um, you know, when I do weddings at other places and everything, you know, I just want to be in, I want to be out, I want to keep moving, I don't want to, you know, we're not there to 
cause trouble to anyone. We're just there to photograph things uh, and, and just to have a really good photographic opportunity to, you know, to shoot the beautiful scenery. And we're in and we're out. I'm not going to stay there with a couple and then another couple comes by and in and out, in and out, in and out. Nope, that, that doesn't work for me. That's how it shouldn't work for any wedding company. We have to respect the locals. We have to respect that it's public property. Um, unfortunately, this big wedding company is ruining, is ruining it for everyone. And again, it's one of the, also the reasons why I think, you know, um, I need to get out of the wedding industry in a way, uh, because, you know, it, it's the government, even though I, I kind of agree with this band, I do know when you give them a little, you know, they're going to take a lot more. And that's the problem I have with it. You know, when, you know, they, when they feel they have, they have the power now to regulate an industry, uh, now they're going to over-regulate things. And, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're going to over, overlay, over-regulate the wedding industry, how they over-regulate the oil, oil industry, right? I mean, here in Hawaii, things are really just over-regulated, period. I mean, here in Hawaii, you buy a home. Uh, they, they're telling you how big of a home you can build on top of your property. Oh, uh, who can rent from you? So apparently you can't have, you can't have any short-term renters inside your house. Um, you know, you can't do an Air, Airbnb in your house unless you win the lottery and you can. And unless you are, or you're a grandfathered into an older vacation bill. So again, it's a prejudice type of way of choosing winners and losers here, right? It's not right. And, uh, you know, even if you want to, like, now there's an app called Turo or a service called Turo where you can rent out your cars uh, to tourists, right? And even the state, they're trying to get their hands on that and saying, no, you can't. We're going to regulate that. You know, they tried regulating um, Uber and Lyft. Um, they, they're, they're saying, oh, you, you know, you, know uh, you have to do this and that and this and that and this and that. And, uh, you know, it's just crazy. I hate it. And uh, this is what makes Hawaii maybe one of the most business-unfriendly states in America. Um, how people operate here um, as a business, I'm not sure. It wasn't that bad in 1995 when I first started out. It's getting exponentially worse every single year, um, probably at the pinnacle with COVID, just with the, you know, the massive shutdowns left and right. Uh, but now it's not getting better. It's really, really not getting better. Okay, so that's it for the first A Block of my podcast. When I get back, I want to talk about the Democrats. I'm going to talk about Joe Biden, inflation. Uh, I want to tell you more about, you know, these unemployment numbers that came out and what I'm looking forward to in the future, which is not much, but what my predictions are in the, in the near future and what my plans are to actually live in this America, this new America, this build back better America of Biden's. So don't go anywhere. Hopefully, I'm joining you'll join me on the opposite side of this commercial break. It's not that long, only a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I am back from a commercial break. Hope you are too. 
I'm just wondering here, like, you know, what would happen if I would just leave my podcast in the middle of this whole thing, and I just play this music, and you just kind of keep hanging on, waiting for my voice to come on? <laughs> that would be the ultimate April Fool's joke, but I'm not that cruel. I would never, ever do that to you. Why well, can't alienate my podcast, you listeners, because there's not many of you, right? You know, I, you know, I think I have around 2,000 or 3,000 listeners. It's pretty cool. I love it, you know, and I have, you know, so many, I'm not sure if it's fans. I'm not sure if I can see it. I just have a lot of uh, people who listen to me all around the entire world. I have my four people in over in Iran still yet. There's, I see them. I see, I see your IP addresses, by the way, from where you're listening to me from. And they're still listening to me over in Iran. They're not sharing my podcast over there. I can understand why. It's kind of a little dangerous, right? You know, if I start saying pro-America stuff, you know, anti, I guess, radical Islamic things, then that's kind of a bad thing to, you know, I, can, I think a kind of bad podcast to be sharing over there in Iran. I'm just wondering how they're even actually getting my podcast. I mean, are they risking their lives to listen to me there? I don't know. Well, if you are... One of my four people who are listening to Iran, in Iran, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, let's get on to the rest of this podcast. I want to get things off of my chest here regarding Joe Biden and this administration. You know, it's so frustrating to me. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to back up. Let me try to express this kind of like a, uh, or, or let me try to put this into context here. Uh, so lately, I've been watching a lot of Netflix movies, and Netflix—they've been—they just have a, a plethora of just these really great crime documentaries on con artists. Now, con artists are just—you know—they're the most. I think one of the most fascinating personality types out there because these people out there they can be so charismatic; they can just con the pants off of you. I mean, just to name a few. I mean, there's a. You know, there's a vegan who was conned, and then she ended up conning other people out there. There's a Tinder swindler. You know, he got all of these women who just to fall in love with him and then send money to him. Uh, and then there's this one other um, uh, con artist. He's called the Puppet Master, and he started to get these people. I mean, he he technically abducted people, but instead of really kidnapping them physically and you know bonding them up and tying their hands. He just brainwashed them. He made them all think he's some type of MI5 secret British agent. And, you know, he was training them to become spies and, and that, you know, that they're, that they were just part of this whole underground terrorism movement and they had to be hiding from people and they just couldn't trust people. And it was, and he got them to give them money. It was, it was just incredible. And then you have, you know, you get out of Netflix and you go into like, you know, the real world, unfortunately. And the real world, when I say unfortunately, I'm saying it's unfortunate because you have con men out here telling you things about COVID, how dangerous COVID is. And yes, COVID can kill, but it's not like, you know, the, the end all of all, you know, viruses. It's not the virus that would just, you know, wipe out humanity there. And, uh, you know, if you get it, oh my God, you may actually die when the truth is, oh, you have a 0.018 chance of, of dying. And if you take the vaccine, it's a little bit less. But still not that much more. You know, it, it's just, there's so many lies go, uh, getting put out there. You know, getting professed out. They're putting it out there into the world. And all of these lies, have been, some of them have been going on for so long that many of you out there still believe that it's true. Like, for example, I, I mean, global warming. 
or is it climate change now? I'm not sure what it is. You know, the environment. Why don't we just say climate change, right? Right now, the Democrats are so animate about, you know, banning anything CO2. They're so anti-fossil fuel or anti-anything hydrocarbon. So they're against butane, propane, octane, right? You know, they're against anything that, that creates CO2, including barbecue, even though they eat barbecue, even though they drive SUVs, even though they fly on planes everywhere, they don't want you to do it, but they can because, you know, they can afford to do it. And apparently when they do it, it's not polluting because they're offsetting their carbon footprint by planting trees and paying the right type of tax. <laughs> it's just incredible. But they've been feeding you this lie for about 30 years of your life. Many of the kids who are grown up now and their voting age, they've lived with this lie their entire life, been fed this lie. And it kind of reminds me of those victims, you know, who were brainwashed by this puppet master um, who convinced all of them that they were, you know, secret agents and they were kind of training to be MI5 spies. And you wonder how that happens. Well, it's happening to you, um, you know, if you're a brainwashed loyalist, loyalist Democrat out there. And, you know, they, what are they trying to brainwash you on? Well, that first of all, America was built on racism. That America is still a racist country. That the people there on January 6th that enter into that, into the Capitol peacefully, Right. A lot of them entered into peacefully. Some of them did confront with, uh, you know, uh, I guess the police, but they weren't like they weren't a group of rioters that got out of control or a group of protesters that got out of, got, got out of control. They were revolutionists. They were insurrectionists, even though they didn't bring any guns or really hardcore weapons to this, this fight. You know, usually insurrectionists arrive at an insurrection with weapons, not with Trump flags draped around their necks like capes. You know, I, I don't, I think if there was an insurrection that happened, it wouldn't look like that. It would look like when the Taliban took over Kabul, that was a true insurrection. But, you know, Joe Biden said that wasn't an insurrection. You know? So, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats, they're lying to you. They're con artists. They are, a Netflix special should be made about Joe Biden because they conned you on everything. And the media conned you on everything. So you can't trust them. They've been brainwashing you. You know, by the way, we talk about global warming because, you know, some of you are younger than me. I'm 45 right now. I just turned 45, right? If you listen to my podcast, just turn 45. So a lot of you are, you know, maybe about a decade younger than me. And uh, I had the opportunity to, you know, grow up in a world where global warming didn't exist. No one really, you know, panicked about starting their car or, or burning a barbecue or having too many kids. But these days, oh, the Democrats and some of you triggered liberals out there are just so worried about having kids because, or even meat, eating meat because cow, cow farts apparently, you know, they, they cause the most CO2 damage more than your car. And, you know, they're thinking, oh, if I'm a vegan and if I don't have kids, I'm going to like, I'm doing so much more for the environment when they actually are not. All of these sacrifices are for nothing, but they're so, but but they're so far down committed to this lie that they can't really reverse, you know, reverse out of the lie because then their entire life would just be useless because they've, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, based their entire life decisions on the climate change lie. Now, if you ever encounter a climate change activist, anyone, any one of them, all you have to do is ask them or maybe, yeah, maybe, okay. All you have to do is ask them this one question. What is the ideal operating temperature of the earth? That's it. 
And to expand on that, I mean, we just want to know what temperature does the earth need to be so that plants can flourish, so that, you know, human life can flourish, uh, you know, so that everything can flourish. See, all they're saying is that, you know, it should be colder than it is now, and it's a lot warmer than it should be. But they have no idea what's the correct operating temperature of the earth. So if you don't have that baseline, you really can't say we're too warm or too cold, especially if too warm or too cold is by several degrees. Now, whenever has, you know, the operating temperature of anything or ideal operating temperature of anything be a, a several degrees. We're talking not even, we're talking like several tenths of a degree where you should panic because right now here in Hawaii, okay, now Facebook warned me. Facebook came out with a warning when I talked about climate change on one of my posts that I should click on this link to figure out how warm the earth would be or how, how warm is the earth now compared to what it was before. So apparently back in the early 1800s, it was about 75.8 degrees and now it's 77 degrees right now. And how do we know it was 75.8 degrees back then? Well, they're estimating. They're estimating and they're, and you, can you tell me that when they estimate these degrees of temperatures, they can be accurate within two or three degrees? No. And the Hawaiians back then, they're living fine in 75 degrees. And right now, we're living fine in 77 degrees. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense right now. And if the war, if the earth got a little warmer, you know what really kind of, kind of boggles my mind is that why is Canada, you know, so concerned about climate change right now? Because right now, when you take a look at Canada, there's only a small percentage of that tundra that's up there that's actually livable, livable because most of it is way too cold. So if it got warmer, it would actually be a lot better for Canada, right? You know, all of a sudden Canada would be way more livable. And you know, if you ever go, if you go over in Africa, it's a lot hotter in Africa over there and people are living in a lot more hot climates. So apparently the human, the human body can live in very hot climates, even without electricity, because there are parts in Africa where there are tribes out there that don't live with any of the, you know, luxury, the, the, the luxuries of like, you know, people in America or people in like, you know, first world countries, right? So it just doesn't make any sense. And so the entire argument of climate change is almost a fallacy. I would say it is a fallacy. I mean, do we have to actually take all of these drastic measures, such as bankrupting our entire economy, in the name of a few degrees? Absolutely not. But the Democrats are so sold on this. Now, the Democrats are kind of split into two areas. You have their blind loyalists out there who are just like so sold on everything. They are so sold. They're, they are conned. They are the victims. They have major, major Stockholm syndrome. They, cause they are the victims. Again, they're just like the people out there on the Netflix series that believe that, hey, you know, the puppet master that believe that they were like, you know, part of the MI5 training to be spies. The Democrats believe that they're really good loyalists doing things that will change the country for a lot better things, right? You know, they're against, you know, the, 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 the murder of George Floyd because white supremacy is just overtaking this nation because when you just walk around everywhere, man, the blacks are just getting killed by the police. You just can't stop it, right? The blacks are just getting killed and they have all the statistics to back it up when, when really they don't. There are some really troubling statistics in the black community, but that's not one of them. And there are always... 
you know, stories. You know, whenever you talk about statistics, there are always the need to bring the numbers into context because why are blacks, you know, more, why are there more blacks in prison? Was well, because they're committing more of the crimes out there. They're, they're, they're not just getting targeted, right? They, some of them could be getting targeted, you know, because there are, there's possibilities and there are racist and stupid cops out there. Okay, that we can agree with. But by the far majority, they're not racist and stupid. Unfortunately, the black community, you know, they do have an association with gangs. You know, they have an association with, you know, being raised in one parent's, one, with one parent households where the father, where the father figure isn't there to whoop his son's ass and say, Hey, don't join a gang. You know, stop making stupid decisions. You know, and do something with your life, right? And a lot of times, you know, I have a lot of friends who are black, a lot of friends who are black. And unfortunately, almost all of them, they don't have a good, stable relationship with their mother and father. And even if their father is in there, is involved with their, um, their life, they're not really, you know, contributing to making that person a better, a better person. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad when I think about it. You know, one of my greatest privileges, and it has nothing to do with race, is that I have a really good relationship with my mother and father. And I've noticed all of my friends, it doesn't matter what color they are, if they have a very good relationship with their mother and father, you know, they grow up to become very, very good people. They don't have any of these, like, you know, leftover childhood traumas out there. And But then for my friends, and again, it doesn't matter on color, who come from broken families... They have some major issues that they have to work on. Major, 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 major issues. A lot of abandonment problems, a lot of trust issues. And, and then you, unfortunately, when you kind of divide it by race, it's all of my black friends. I mean, even, you know, LeBron James, Shannon Sharp, Michael Vick. I mean, all of these big stars out there, right? They don't have good relationships with their fathers. It's, it's horrible. Or even their mothers sometimes. You know, the, you know, but more than more of the time, it's the father. And what is the father out doing? They're selling drugs. It's so sad. It's really, really sad. Now, when you take, you know, an African American family, and they have a good father, good mother, the kids turn out fine. The kids really just turn out. They're just winners. And not to say that you know, you know, people who are African American and they don't have good fathers and mothers, they don't turn out fine because many of them do. Right, but then they have those issues that carries on with them from their childhood, and uh, and I'm not going to speak any more to it. But that I just find, you know, so sad and so troubling within myself. I I just feel so brokenhearted sometimes when I keep you know running into the same story over and over again, and then the media just says, oh, you know, they're just being held back because of white supremacy. No, that's not the truth. You're just you know you're just kicking that you're you're kicking the truth under the table. Now, how do you fix all this problem? How do you fix this problem of just, you know, having, you know, having black children, you know, raised with like no, no father? Well, it starts with changing the narrative of that community. What did we learn about Snoop Doggy Dog and like, uh, you know, Dr. Dre and all those things, right? What did they call women? They called them hoes, right? Remember G's up, hoes down. They would always call the women hoes. Well, it has to start with the black community. And many of the black leaders telling the community out there, hey, you know what? You got to be a good father. Snoop Doggy Dog should go out there and say, you got to be a good father. And what is Snoop Doggy Dog 
to his kids. He's a good father. Snoop Doggy Dog is a freaking good father. Oh, by the way, let's talk about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, right? You know, I'm not sure if Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are actually good parents to their kids because, you know, their parents, I mean, their kids, they're messed up in their head. I mean, even though they're involved with their life, oh, man, I think Jada Pinkett is just, you know, you're turning, just ruining the, I guess, the, the way these kids look at life. I mean, you have both, you know, both of their kids are just, you know, they're, they, they identify as their sex as like, you know, what are they? I, th- I think they, they're gender fluid or something like that out there. You have like, I think, uh, Jalen, J- uh, Jalen Smith, like, you know, identifying as a, as a girl sometimes. She's, you know, he's wearing like women's clothing. And one time he was out there professing that he was gay. Then he said it was a joke, but then he was holding hands and kissing this guy. I mean, you know, it's, you know, and then you have the, the daughter who like dresses a guy sometimes and says, oh, I'm a guy. I'm a girl. I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to both and everything like that. And, and they're both confused. They're really, really both confused. Now, if they are actually, you know, chemically born that way, I don't care. But it seems as though Jada Pinkett is driving her her entire family nuts. And even when I take a look at Will Smith, you know, (laughs) I thought Will Smith was on the up and up. And he goes and just slaps the hell out of Chris Rock. And again... I can understand the motivation behind it. I don't agree with the actions. But, you know, if he felt his wife was getting insulted, any man who was chivalrous would go up and defend his wife's honor. You know, that's very honorable. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You know, <laughs> you know, a lot of times you don't want to do it. If you're in a comedy club and that, and that comedian is insulting your wife or your girlfriend, what do you do? You heckle back. You don't go up there and punch that comedian in the face. No, you don't do that. You heckle back because that's your, I guess that's your privilege as an audience member. And comedians are used to getting heckled. And if you win that battle of being heckled, I mean, if you win that battle and the comedian loses, all of a sudden you're making the news. So, you know, Will Smith, if he would have heckled back and be a little bit, a little bit more intelligent, you know, then maybe that entire incident would have been a much like, you know, well, it would have been different. It would have been a much different narrative out there. And we'd be having a different conversation than we are right now. So right now, these Democrats are like, you know, they're ruining my entire company. You know, I, I thought because of COVID, you know, <laughs> you know, everything would change. That, that now that it's in the rearview mirror and you know, now that we're completely opened up, there's no, indoor, there's no indoor mask mandates, no outdoor mask mandates. There's no limit to like how many people can come to a wedding. You know, before at one time they were saying that funerals were safer than weddings because the couple would be safer if they were dead because they, they couldn't spread COVID. I'm serious about that, right? It was that insane. Uh, but now all of those mandates, all of those things, all of those safety warnings are all out the door. Um, even right now, the state of Hawaii, I think we were reporting COVID cases once every week because, again, we don't care. They shouldn't care because I think not many people are getting, they're not heading to the hospital because of Omicron um, or COVID or any whatever you want to call it. There's more people dying of the flu than of COVID. And right now, COVID is not a novel virus. This is a virus that is living with humans. It's an endemic virus. And as more people become infected, well, that's when we build up the herd immunity. And eventually, this virus hopefully will eventually burn out. Uh, even if it doesn't, it's going to become something that we can deal with because it's no longer novel. All right. But the Democrats moved on from there. And now we're into this whole thing about gas prices going up. And they're taking advantage of that. And they're telling us, telling us instead of, 
you know, instead of finding solutions to lower the gas prices out there, which is so easy, just pump more of gas, pump more American gas, pump more Canadian gas, right? You know, they're out there saying they're out there overregulating the industry and then telling us that you have to go buy a Tesla, you got to get solar panels, you have to be on their green machine because it's only going to get worse. And this is what they wanted. You remember at one time when Obama ran for office, he said that he would create high gas prices. And he said it was an essential ingredient to pushing the green new energy type of theory out there. It wasn't called the Green New Deal before. That was just a climate change agenda, right? So he thought about it. Now it's being executed under the Biden administration. So that's why Pete Buttigieg is, is out there, you know, saying that, hey, you know what? You should go out there and buy an EV vehicle, even though you can't afford it. You know, I'm not doing good enough to go buy a Tesla. I'm sorry. I can't afford to buy an $80,000 car right now. I really, you know, you know, I wish I could. They seem pretty cool, like pretty cool cars, you know, but, um, you know, I'm just not a big fan of them. I'm, I'm really dumb. I, I don't see how you can drive cross country, you know, go to a rest stop and say, okay, I need to drive another, th- another 300 miles. So I'll just stay here at the rest stop overnight. I like to fill up my gas and I like to go. Give me five minutes, fill up gas, go grab some snacks in the, in the, in the, in the supermarket there and we're going to go. Unless it's Bucky's. If we're stopping over at Bucky's, maybe you want to stop by for a couple hours, but I'm still not stopping there overnight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not happening. That's really not happening. So, so, you know, I don't think, you know, you know, electric cars have got, gotten to that place where, you know, we're all, all going to enjoy the, you know, having EV vehicles because if you travel cross country or even travel within your own state, you, you have to, you, you don't want to be a wall hugger when you're traveling that far. Okay. Right. But this is what's happening with the Democrats. And Joe Biden, they're just trying to con us one thing after another. And one thing you have to understand about a con, and if you watch all of these Netflix specials, is that they, they lie compulsively. They can't stop. They have an agenda. Now, what, what is the Democrats' agenda? Well, on the bottom, you know, with, with the bottom loyalists, I think to them, they actually have a good heart. It's kind of like the victims of all these con men, you know, con men and con women on these Netflix specials. Um, the, the, the loyalist, they're just blind. They're blind. They don't know the truth. They don't, they don't, they don't know fact from fiction. All right. And they don't want to hear it. Um, they don't want to hear what the truth is a lot of times. They don't want to hear the conversation. They don't want to hear the debate. And this is why a lot of loyalists just want to shut the conversation down because that's what threatens this entire mirage of lies, right? So because if, if, you were, if you were to allow the freedom of conversation to happen in a con, then eventually those who are conned will eventually wake up. And the last thing we want to know is that, you know, the last thing a con artist wants to do is to have the people who they con to be awoken. They want them to be zombified. They want them to be sheeple out there. So a lot of times, so what, what, what are they taught the, the liberals uh, to do? They always to say, they always had said, you know, the so-and-so is in, the debate is over is in because the so-and-so is settled. So for climate change, the debate is in, the science is settled, right? Same thing with COVID. You know, mask work, the vaccines work, the debate is in, the science is settled, stop listening to everyone else. That's all conspiracy theories. And what comes out? In the, in the press, well, it's not a conspiracy theory. Everything the conspiracy theories were saying, you know, for the most part were true. So the truth was on the other side, right? 
But because the loyalists on the liberal side have been so blind, well, you know, <laughs> what can I say? You know the answer to that. So, you know, so what, the question I have to you and the question I'm proposing to myself is, you know, how, where do we go from here? You know, for me, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because when I would write things on Facebook, um, those posts would, um, would get taken down. Now, that's not happening as much now. Um, it's still happening every now and then if I start to post things about Ukraine or transgenderism. Uh, you know, I got banned from Facebook for saying that, uh, I, I think I, I, I made a comment to one person, to a transgender, um, who, um, not a transgender, to a, I don't know, a gender fluid person, uh, who claimed that he was an attack helicopter, or he or she was an attack helicopter. And I'm not even sure what, your, what their pronoun would be if they were uh, an attack helicopter. Is it he, she, or it? You know, I'm not, I think it's maybe it. So it was a, a, uh, identified as a pro, as a, as an attack helicopter. When I, so when I asked him what type of attack helicopter he was, he was uh, very offended and that was reported as hate speech, went against the Facebook community guidelines and I was banned for about a week or so. And that wasn't cool. Now, since then, I've, uh, I've kind of tapered back on my comments when I start, you know, seeing these comments, uh, I guess when these, uh, uh, transgender LGBTQ people start like, you know, just bombarding like, uh, Facebook threads. So I tend not to like, you know, comment on top of there because I could easily just get into an argument with them. And, uh, you know, I'll just bombard them because that's my type of personality type where I just have to bombard them with the truth, the facts. And they feel that as though that's hate speech. They report it. And again, what do they do? They shut down the conversation. Facebook shuts it down. And that's what Facebook has been doing because many people in social media, um, all of these uh, Silicon Valley areas, they're liberals. They're part of that loyalist brainwash group. And what do they want to do? What are they threatened by? The truth. They're threatened by opposition, opposition speech. Again, they're like the victims over there on the Netflix specials who are thinking that they're MI5 agents who are going to be like, you know, trained to be spies. And it doesn't matter. Family members tell them, hey, you know what? This guy's a con. They don't want to listen. You know, they don't want to listen. It would take a lot of it, a lot of energy to snap them out of it. And uh, that's what the liberals have done to you. Or not you, but to, to the, well, that's what the Democrats have done to the liberals out there. And they've brainwashed them to the point where they have no idea what feminism is. You know, where are all the feminists right now, right? You know, screaming about women's rights because women's rights are being taken away by transgender women. All of these women out there, these young women out there who train their entire life to swim really, really as fast as they can, but they're limited by their genetics. All of a sudden, a transgender woman who claims to be woman now can, you know, take away their spot on the Olympic team, can take away their, uh, their spot for when it comes to their, uh, their, their possible college tuition. And, and now they've even taken away their records, their road records, because the transgender women apparently are real women when they're not real women. And it's gotten to a point where our, apparently our Supreme Court justice can't even define what a woman is, even though she was hired because Joe Biden said he needed to put a black woman on the, uh, on the court. But nowadays, we don't even know what black women are because there is a woman out there who is white, who identifies as black, and the black community, well, not everyone, but, but the NCAAP has identified her as black because she's trans-black. I don't understand that. <laughs> so, so I'm not even sure what a black woman is, right? You know, 
what is a black person? Because apparently you can be white and just identify as a black person. I know there was, I saw on Fox News, there was this dude who identified as a young Filipino girl. And he's white. He's a white dude. But he identifies as a young Filipino girl. He has a Filipino name. But, you know, I know Filipinos. That's not a Filipino. That's not a girl. You know, Filipinos are very beautiful women. You could be, if you're Visayan or, uh, what was the other, Ilocano, you're, you're mixed with Spanish. And they're, they have these high bridge noses, high cheekbones, and they're, and they're incredible looking. They're just incredible because they're, they're, even though they're Filipino, they, they have a mix of Spanish in them. So if they did, did a DNA, DNA test on them, you know, you would, uh, you would see their line go straight to Spain. Because they have that Spanish blood in them. But they're still considered Filipino. This dude is not one of those. You know, I can't ask him if it's Ilocano or, 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 uh, you know, um, Visayan or anything like that. Uh, because he doesn't even know what that is. He doesn't even speak Filipino. He's just attracted to Filipino women. And he also, I think he also identified himself as a lesbian too. And, and even then, now, you, you, you talk to these, uh, you know, these, um, on YouTube, I don't talk to him, but there's YouTube. There's a lesbian conservative out there. Now, she was a lesbian Democrat before, but now she's getting attacked by the transgender community because she's not even sure what a lesbian is out there. I mean, there are there is a man and a woman out there, and the man identifies as a woman, and they say they're a lesbian couple, and she says, wait a minute, if one of them has a penis, you can't be a lesbian, you're just a straight couple, right? And apparently they attacked her, and they, and they said she's not part of the LGBTQ community. You know, to me, if there is no such as a woman, if there, if, there, if there is no such thing as a woman and there is no such thing as a male, then how can you have a lesbian or gay, you know, lesbian, gay? How can the L or G actually exist in the LGBTQ community? Then it's just a transgender and queer community, right? So it, should, it just should be TQ and then it's IA. So it should be, you have lesbians, you have gays, and then you have the TQIA community now, right? Like lesbian gays, they know what sex they are. There's nothing wrong with them. The transgenders, you know, and the gender fluid people and the people who are like, you know, I'm not even sure what the IRA stands for anymore. Is it intersex or Aphrodite? I don't know. I have no idea. They don't even know. And they don't want to be told the truth. They're stuck in their matrix of lies. And the Democrats are out there trying to like, you know, tell them, oh, yeah, it's okay to look like that. You're all victims. And now you have Disney, you know, overturning their entire like, you know, I guess they're you have Disney overturning the way they, they treat, uh, I guess, their their kids now. So now apparently the kids who are um, going to be subjected to Disney programming, they will never hear the words boy or girl in there or ladies and gentlemen at any of their shows. That's just weird. And, uh, you know, and, and, and oh, even then. The, the Florida bill, right? I talked about that before. The quote unquote don't say gay bill that doesn't even say don't say gay and doesn't even propose saying don't say gay in there. It's just a bill that says parents have a right to know what these, you know, what these, um, uh, what these teachers are teaching their kids. And by the way, don't sexualize our kids from K to three. They have no right to like, you know, know or, or even learn sexualization at that young age. And I think third grade is still too young or fourth grade is still too young. It should go up to sixth grade or seventh grade or maybe not even teach it at all in school. You know, why are they teaching that in kindergarten? Why are the kindergarten teachers, you know, having young kids take a Pledge of Allegiance thing over to the gay flag when it should be American flag, right? 
this is the operative, you know, this is, this is the operative arena of the con men or the con woman out there. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi is a con woman. You know, AOC, I'm not sure if she's a con. I think she's just a blind loyalist out there on that side. Um, uh, you know, Joe Biden, he's a con. And, how, you know, what's the difference between a con and a loyalist? Well, the loyalist, the loyalist personality type, they're just really scared of themselves. Of all the things in the world that they could fear, they have a fear of being wrong. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. They have a fear of they themselves being wrong or making the make or they themselves making the wrong decision. So they fear themselves so much to a point that they look for a rescuer out there to point them in the right direction. So unfortunately, a lot of these people, these personality types, they were never thought to think on their own, critically on their own. Because again, that's the last thing a con person, you know, a con man, con man or con woman wants you to do for you to critically think on your own. So at the top end of there, the Democrats, you have people who will say anything, you know, to do anything, say anything to win, you know, say anything to say anything that they say anything so they can do anything. Okay. Let me, let me phrase that better, right? Say anything so they can do anything. So if they want to actually go out there and, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, take an airplane ride over to like, you know, Spain or over to Europe, they'll say that and they'll say, well, I can do this because I'm offsetting my carbon footprint with, you know, with carbon credits. So it's okay. It's okay to pollute. And they'll tell their loyalists that and the loyalists will say, that's right. If you have, if you can afford to pollute, it's okay. Never heard of that, but apparently it works. Right. And if you say, Hey, if you ask them, Hey, wait a minute, What's the average temperature? What's the what's the up what's the ideal operating temperature of the earth? And then Joe Biden will turn around, point the finger at you, and say, you know what? I don't need any of your conspiracy theorists. Get out of here. And then what would what the what will the loyalists say? They'll look at you and say, You're a conspiracy theorist, get out of here. We don't need to answer that question. I don't need to address that. Get out of here. The debate is over. The science is in. And that's how they operate. All right, people. <sighs> It's 34 minutes into this podcast. I need to go to bed. I need to get ready for my barbecue later on today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope your weekend goes really good. I'll be back. Maybe I'll have someone on. Maybe I'll talk about something else. Who knows? And play it all by ear. Talk to you soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.